Yet another team in the Eastern Conference has made a trade to help stay ahead of the game in the Eastern Conference, hoping to improve their roster. And that was today the Miami Heat trading for Terry Rozier. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about why the Chicago Bulls, again, are behind the curve when it comes to improving the roster while the teams around them continue to do so. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform you happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And I want to talk about two moves that happened in the Eastern Conference today. One being a trade, and another one just being a team that is winning, but decided to make a move at their coaching staff. And this has naturally led the Chicago Bulls yet again, your Chicago Bulls fans, yet again to wonder why our franchise can't be one of the franchises that are more aggressive about staying competitive in the Eastern Conference. And as many know, the Miami Heat today finally pulled a trigger on a, on a trade which they've been trying to make a trade to improve that roster basically since the offseason when they decided to trade Cal Lowry and a 2027 protected first-round pick to bring in Terry Rozier to the franchise to help that point guard situation, and they did so without giving up really any of their other major role players. The Miami Heat took advantage of a contract in Cal Lowry and decided to pivot that to move that contract to bring in a player that absolutely can help them win now that also kind of fits their culture in Terry Rozier. They traded a player that was over the hill in Kyle Lowry to get a player that's averaging 23.2 points per game, four rebounds, and almost seven assists per game, doing that on 45% shooting from the field, and a player that fits the culture of the Miami Heat with giving effort defensively. He's always a shutdown defender, no, but he is a player that definitely gives tons of effort on that defensive side of the ball, and he's shooting the three ball at 35.8%, taking 7.7 of those a game. Terry Rozier fits the Heat culture, fits a position of need, and the Miami Heat, who you know were involved in Dame Lillard trade rumors and things before the start of the season, weren't able to get that done. They end up making a move now to improve their roster while still maintaining their depth and not having to give, give up Tyler Hero, not having to give up Duncan Robinson. Now, those are still players that they can look to move at this trade deadline if a big deal presents itself, but you have to admire the Miami Heat for continuing to be one of those franchises that makes moves to improve their team and take chances. Hell, trading for Kyle Lowry was taking a chance on that player. Trading for, for Kevin Love was taking a chance on a player, and those have varying degrees of success for that Miami Heat team. But again, this team still giving up a 2027 pick that's heavily protected isn't the worst thing that you can do. And while it's not a deal that, that necessarily pushes them towards the top three of the Eastern Conference, it is once again a team making a move to, to continue to continue continually improve where that team stands at. And we here at the Chicago Bulls are a team that doesn't strike always where the deal is hot. And that has been one of the biggest things really holding back this team is their reluctance to move. It's it's not always who you move, it's when you move them as well. And the Bulls have been a team that is not struck when when players' trade value is at its highest. We continually find ourselves behind the eight ball to do so. Now the story of this season has been the growth of Kobe White, and it's been great to see. And while the Bulls have definitely improved their level of play here over the basically since the end of November, you have to give them credit for that. Before a franchise and a front office that continually says what they're judging this team by is improving and winning, and they want to be a team that's able to compete for titles, we have not seen the aggressiveness consistently 
from this front office in doing so. Now, that is not to say that there aren't reasons. We already talked about it. First season in this, they traded for, for Nikola Vucevic. That was a move not many of the NBA world was expecting. And then they went out and got DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Alice Crusoe in an offseason where they technically had no cap space and drafted Io DeSumo, a player who's playing really well off the bench for us and played really well that first season. Had a down sophomore year, but played really well for us. You get credit for that. They did not make a move at the trade deadline that first year after acquiring those players, even with Lonzo going down with injury and Zach Levine being hobbled. And then you have last season, where we all knew that the Bulls were missing something. Our big man depth has always been a question. The power forward position has always been a question because Patrick Williams hasn't really stepped up consistently in the way that this Bulls team needs him to do. And this all led to frustration from the Chicago Bulls fan base that we just continually be that team behind the eight ball. And I haven't even gotten to the, to the Milwaukee Bucks yet who fired their coach in Adrian Griffin today, despite being one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, holding the second best record in our conference and the fourth best record in overall NBA. And we gave a secret extension to our head coach, Billy Donovan. The biggest thing in this that stands out with the Chicago Bulls team, even with us being three games below 500, winners of six out of our last four, playing with an almost 50-win pace since the beginning of December, this team just continually does not make the big moves to really get to where they're Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Words tell us that they want to get to. And I don't expect them. Like, don't get me wrong. The Terry Rozier trade, not a trade that the Bulls should have made. Giving up a first-round pick, not the place where the Bulls are right now after giving up so much draft capital. They want to hold on to that. It's not about I would it's not about that the Bulls should have made the move that the Miami Heat made today. It's not about the the Bulls should have made the move that the New York Knicks made. It's not necessarily saying that the Bulls should have made the move that the Indiana Pacers made exactly. But those are franchises that keep making moves to try to improve where this team is, and they have not stayed stagnant since they made big deals to really kind of improve where those teams were, albeit three years ago. And that's the biggest indictment on this front office and this franchise right now from a fan base that is just frustrated. That's just frustrated. We talked about it. This Chicago Bulls team has made one meaningful trade since the start of 2022, and that was trading two second-round picks for one in drafting Julian Phillips, a player that we then don't even really use at all in, on the main roster. That adds to that frustration by the Chicago Bulls team. While on average, every other team in the NBA on average made eight moves over that last, eight trades over that last, over that same time period. The next closest team to the Chicago Bulls 
were the New Orleans Pelicans, who have made three, still that triple the amount of trades that the Chicago Bulls made to try to improve their roster. This is a franchise and a, and a fan base that right now is frustrated. And as teams keep trying to make moves to stay competitive in the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls still keep waiting on the hope that somebody's going to develop and turn into a star that's going to push us into the stratosphere. And they've eliminated any and all responsibility for themselves of going out there and being aggressive. I don't think many Bulls fans are wanting to see the Bulls trade off their young, promising players just to get a veteran piece now. But the fact of the matter is that lack of aggression, we don't even use our full mid-level exception. We don't use that in avoidance of the luxury tax. And I get it. You don't want to pay the luxury tax for a team that's just fighting to be ninth in the Eastern Conference. But who's to say had we done that for several years, the last few years in a row, we may be one of those teams that's not fighting for the ninth seed. We may be fighting for the fifth or sixth seed if we were to do that on top of actually developing our players. And then that gets into, furthermore, the coaching, right? We gave a secret extension to a coach a year before it was needed. We end up struggling that year. And the Milwaukee Bucks, albeit we talked about it, me and Pat over on Locked on Bulls, the Milwaukee Bucks are a team that right now, is they're 30-13, and 13 and they're winning based off the strength of the talent on that roster. But they still decided to look at that and say, what we're not happy with, what we're getting out of coaching with the talent that we have, Let's go ahead and make a move. The Chicago Bulls, on the other hand, saw the team struggle. Saw the team win seven out of the last 35 games, the initial season that they came together. Saw the team struggle and then end up getting a 14-9 stretch that you use to try to say that we weren't as far away as what we were and gave that coach a secret extension before you needed to while other teams in the NBA have been aggressive and have not sat there and allowed themselves to stay in mediocrity without trying to do something. You can try to make moves and stay in mediocrity, right? But at least you're attempting to get yourselves out of it. And right now, it seems like leading up into this trade deadline, where many Bulls fans are still doubtful on if the Bulls are going to make a meaningful move, sit there and still wonder if this team is just fine being good enough. And that's what's frustrating about all of this. That's not to say that the Bulls can't. We hear rumors. They're looking at possibly moving Lonzo Ball's contract to bring in more talent. We heard that they want win-now pieces if they were to move Zach Levine. We've heard that if DeMar DeRozan doesn't sign a contract extension, they're willing to look and do something. But at the end of the day, the woulda, coulda, shouldas with the Chicago Bulls and the, hey, we were going to, but we couldn't. At some point, you just have to look at your front office and ask them why. Why are you the team in the Eastern Conference that has been 100% fine being in mediocrity? Even the Atlanta Hawks, who were a team that made a big move, sending out a bunch of first-round picks to get DeJounte Murray. They turn around, they realize two years later it didn't work, and now they're looking to sell off pieces of that roster to try to build around two players that they see as being foundational pieces going forward. And, and they are at least looking to try to make, take advantage of moving some of those players while their value before it tanks completely. They already did it once with John Collins. They've learned from those mistakes. Will this front office leading into this trade deadline learn from its previous mistakes? Or are we destined to have another trade deadline of inactivity and continuity being the answer for the Chicago Bulls? Let me know what you guys think. As always, down below, make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in everything on, Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.